everyone. It is Christine Conti and Brian Prendergast, and we are Two Fit Crazies and the microphone. We're where it's at. Hello, everybody. I feel like it's been uh, it's been a little while since our last podcast, right? Yeah, it was starting to get itchy. Yeah, it was I needed to, one. Starting to get that get that uh, that anxiousness. Need, need a fix. Back on air for everybody. And the last podcast we had was so awesome. Awesome. Yeah, no, Bianca. Bianca Grande was with us. Bianca Grande. We love saying that name. And she was with us and sharing her story and her kind of her, her, I guess her journey in life um, about acceptance and, and really getting over some crazy things in life. And she talked about getting lifed and whether you know you use that as a as a crutch or you use that as something really really positive to to really supercharge yourself and go out and make a difference in this world and she's a lot of exciting things going for her so uh body by bianca make sure that you you check that out and um and we will definitely check back in with Bianca in the next uh, couple months or so and maybe bring her back on as she continues her journey and opens up um, her own place, going out on her own. So we're super excited for her. And um, some other exciting things going on today, too. Brian, you want to tell us what would also happen this morning? Christina and I decided to uh, to do this on a Sunday, but uh, this morning was, uh, was the New York City Marathon. And uh, it was amazing. I had a few friends running. Um, uh, I, you know, I've, I've run New York city myself and so is Christine. How many times for you? Many, just once, just once, just once for myself as well. Um, but it's, uh, it's a legacy event for, uh, for us Prendergast. I mean, the very first race that I remember watching, um, one of the very first ones was, uh, was, uh, the 1983 Rod Dixon comeback in the, uh, in, in New York where he chased down Jeff Smith in central park, um, which was amazing. Um, and then my, Mom ran um, New York in 1987, which was amazing. I posted a... I didn't know that. Yeah. That's really cool. Maybe because you haven't been checking out my dad's What's Up page, because I posted the article that was written about my mom and my family in 1987. My mom ran New York... I, you know, my dad passed away in September of 87 and she ran New York in November of 87. It was like six weeks after he passed wow. away and uh local uh, running uh, and legendary, you know, national um, running columnist, uh, Elliot Denman, who was writing for the Asbury Park Press. He writes, he does track and field news and things. Uh, I'm not exactly sure if it is track and field news, but he's been a he's track uh, writer for decades he's a legend and amazing wrote an article about um my mom really and and how you know really how we got into running uh, as a family which is amazing because um you know i i was kind of brought up on it you know i was brought up on running uh, my dad got sick he had a heart condition and uh, he went when he um uh you know in order to kind of heal his heart and try and nurse himself back to health he kind of introduced my family to running uh, my mom took it and ran <laughs> literally <laughs> literally and uh you know she started training for marathons and uh, she had trained for new york the year before and she got a stress fracture and had to defer us uh, which would have been 86 and then so she you know she got uh was able to sign up again for 87 and she was in the middle of training and you know my dad passed away um had a second heart attack and, uh, you know, and what do you do? You pack it in, you know, I, I don't know what I would have done. I mean, I might've said, okay, this is enough for me to handle right now. Um, which is why we talk about how running is such a amazing thing for people sure. that makes you get through hardships and, sure. and gives you that almost, I always say it's, you know, kind of that solace, that reflective time that you need to heal yourself, whether yeah. it's, you know, something tragic that happens or you're just depressed a little bit really that's really powerful it's i didn't crazy. realize that yeah wow so i have the article i'll share it for you and I'll, cool. I'll, you know what i'll do i'll post it on the um the facebook page the uh the uh two fit crazies and a microphone facebook page which if you haven't uh liked uh for real so far, everybody just, just do yourself a favor um it's uh it's pretty cool we're posting a lot of information on it we're posting um you know access to the podcast so you can get it through itunes or or, or um, other alternative things if you're not uh, dealing with apple um but yeah you know i like to think that you know what uh, i would i would definitely you know muster up the courage and do it and you know support of, of this but 
the reality is I might also, you know, tuck myself into bed for a few months and try and figure out what's what. You know, you don't really know how you handle a situation like that. And, uh, you know, courageously, my mom ran it. Uh, this was back before they had, like, chip timing and things like that. And, she, and they really, I think at that point, only had one wave in New York in 87. So you start and you, you know, the gun goes off and the elites go and everybody's running together. And then the back of the Packers are the people, you know, the, 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 um, the, uh, you know, the foundation of runners, the, the real, you know, the, Just the, time that, yourself. the people that make up the majority of the field, um, you know, they, uh, they just kind of wait. They start their clock once they get over the starting line. And uh, my mom's official finish time then was, I think, 4.24. And she said it took her about 24 minutes to get over the, f- the starting line. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, you, you had numbers. It was probably 30-something thousand at that point. Now it's up to 50,000, which uh, it's the coolest thing. In, I mean, it's I, I think that Boston's probably the greatest marathon in the world. I love the Boston Marathon. I think it's, you know, it's... it's So challenging. It, I'm going to say that. Yeah. And the course is tough. The course is very tough. I thought New York was tougher, actually. Um, this, the second, the you know, the hills in the late part of New York, I didn't particularly care for them at that particular day. Um, but, y- you know, it's... it's um, uh, to me, like if if marathons are like this, New York is essentially the Super Bowl, or it's the Masters, or it's like you know the World Series. You know, like World Series is different because it's not a one-time event; it's a series. But um, you can't, in any other sport that I know of, play on the very same playing field that the very best in the world, the greatest runners in the world, are toeing the line at this, um, you know, it, it, in in this race. And a guy like myself or Christine or anybody, I have friends that are probably still running right now as we record this uh, podcast, you know, the four-hour marathoners, the five-hour marathoners, mm-hmm. and, and further on down the line, get to run on the very same course as the greatest runners in the world on the very same day. They're in the same event. You can't play Augusta National on Sunday of the Masters. You can't play Wimbledon you know, on the the championship day, you can't, you don't get to play on the Super Bowl, you know, with the same field as the, you know, wh- whoever, you know, Tom Brady, you know, it, it's, it's just really cool. It is. It's, it's one really of the cool. greatest things. You in know? Chicago, I was right behind the elite. Yeah. I mean, you see them warming up, you yeah. see them standing there at the line and you can see them. And, you know, I'm, I'm no, you know, winner of a marathon of huge, marathon like chicago or new york or boston i said but you were only only third in the savannah 2016 rock and roll second second. i'm sorry second second yeah got that one at least (laughs) and as my son says mom you haven't won a race yet (laughs) this is very true it's okay yeah but the coolest thing i have to say about new york is that um everyone always told me christine you're from new york you've got to at least if you're running run that once and everyone would tell me all these horror stories about how tough it was and i said i don't want to do that and i i did throw my name in and it actually was the coolest thing in the world it's as cool. a new yorker and if you, you ever see the pictures of this of the Verrazano bridge yeah. shut down and you run from staten island across the Verrazano bridge and it's just wall to wall people I thought that was the coolest thing. When in the world? I mean, New York, I'm sorry, I'm very, uh, you know, I'm kind of really partial to New York City. Biased. I, I am, definitely. Yeah. I didn't want to say that. Dang, but look, I'm from New Jersey. I, I love It's the New best York. city in the world. And when the heck are you going to run where they shut the streets yeah. down and you run in the biggest city in the world over these bridges and it's it, there's nothing like it. Nothing like it. I, I actually didn't get the experience of running over the Verrazano Bridge. I started in a, a, a wave that was um, was the greatest wave in the world as far as I'm concerned. It was a, a local elite wave. So we had our own corral in the beginning, like when the starting line, you know, the village and everything like that. We had our own fenced off area with our own porta potties. We had like power bars and all sorts of stuff. It, it I really hope everyone realizes this <laughs> is how good Brian is of a runner because he doesn't really talk about it very much, but it, this is. Yeah, it worked out pretty well. Mm-hmm. So, but the only thing with that is that my starting line actually ran on the lower deck of the Verrazano Bridge. Oh, you didn't get to see. The... I wasn't on the upper deck of the Verrazano Bridge. Mm-hmm. So, like that picture that they show with right. all the people, the masses of uh, of people above, uh, you know, the, on the Verrazano, I was actually underneath. Um, but it honestly, it worked out pretty well because, um, you know, 
you get right out at the start. I mean, I, I probably went over the starting line like 15 seconds after the gun went off, which is like, you know, usually, like I said, it took my mom 20 something minutes, but these waves go, you know, sometimes it takes a, a couple minutes to even get to the starting line before, um, you know, after the gun goes off to before you actually start your race. So, uh, that was, uh, it was, uh, you know, I, it, well, a little bittersweet. You know, I wanted to have that perspective, but at that point, I didn't care. It was it was time to go. So one last thing we have to mention yeah. today is that um, first woman in 40 years. Yeah. First American woman in 40 years, just right. one today. We have to, as got to shout out the women over here on the sure, side. Sure, of course. Um, Shalene Flanagan. Amazing. Amazing runner. Has had some, you know, hiccups in her career in the last couple of years and um, has... She's coming off of injury. Cool. Really cool. She's coming off of injury, which is intriguing to me because she said things like um, she, take, she took her first vacation in seven years. She, you know, she wasn't able to run as much as she would, you know, normally would. And, uh, you know, and, and she, she did other things in her life that she's wanted to do. She just ran Rio, which was, you know, um, you know, two summers ago. So she was, uh, you know, she did, it's not like she took like a ton of time off, but you know, she, she came in sixth in Rio. She's, she's, you know, she's Shalane Flanagan. She's, um, you know, probably one of the best marathoners, uh, you know, one of the greatest women's American marathoner, you know, probably that we had, um, I'm a big Des Linden fan mm-hmm. myself. I love Desi. Um, but, you know, Shalane Flanagan is, is amazing. And um, and Mary Catani was in the race. She was, um, you know, she's um, was the was the um, defending champ, three-time defending champ, I think. And, you know, she was going for four. Or she was going for three. I don't know. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, Mary Catani is probably the greatest women's marathoner ever. And, you know, when we... Um, uh, so, so Shalane, uh, kind of got in a position where I think she looked at herself and said, I can win this damn thing. And, and, uh, you know, where people kind of expected Katani to control the, the whole race and, and Flanagan, um, you know, I think just kind of said, this is my day. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for it. And, uh, and when she pulled away, no one went with her, which is amazing. And at one point in the road, Katani was running, or at one point of the race, Katani was running, on the opposite side of Fifth Avenue, like away from where you would want to run. I didn't even see this. Yeah. I haven't seen the race yet today. Oh, okay. I have to look. Spoil alert. She Sorry. wins. Well, uh, <laughs> I knew that. I just didn't, I haven't seen all the technical stuff. I haven't seen the interviews, but I just, a woman power. I'm really, I'm really happy for right. her. That's really kind of cool. And, and uh, old friend of the uh, podcast, the two fit crazies and a microphone podcast, old friend Meb oh, ran his uh, 26. Me and Meb. <laughs> ran his 26 in final uh, um, How did competitive he do? marathon. He came in 11th. He was with the leaders for a while. The lead pack of the men's uh, was was tight. They kind of made it like a, a race for the last six point two miles. They kind of came uh, uh, stayed together. It was almost like old school uh, marathon running um, that they that they used to do. New York, for people that don't know, they don't use pacers. They don't use rabbits. They don't use uh, people that really try and uh, run fast times. Uh, they they it's not always about the time. It's usually about place in New York. So they make it a competitive field and they say, you guys are on your own. And, and, and if somebody, you know, sometimes people will take it and go. Um, usually that's a mistake. And these races, sometimes these guys will sit back and wait, you know, run through 20 miles together. And then they get in a shooting match in the last, you know, 6.2 miles to see who's got it. And, um, you know, so Meb was hanging around. He was, um, uh, he, he was with the leaders for a while and he ended up finishing in 11th. And he um, he collapsed at the finish line. He did. What was yeah. his time? I don't even Remember? know. I, I don't even know. It was um, he collapsed. The, yeah, he collapsed. Shh, that doesn't normally but, happen. We're just gonna say that for everyone who wants yeah. to run and aspires to run. That's not a normal thing that you see. I always thought that growing up mm-hmm. that people just died at the finish line, and really, you you don't do that. You, mm-hmm. Your legs may hurt a, a a bit. Yeah. Sometimes it. We don't talk about how that next 10 minutes after you're done running feels sometimes <laughs> um you you just find that out on your own but it goes away it goes away and it's and it's all and good. the glory and lasts forever and it's well worth it when you get that medal it's all good absolutely so so yeah he he uh it, it he it was his 26th competitive marathon his 26th marathon all of them obviously are competitive he you know he he won new york 
He's won Boston. He won Boston the year after the bombings, uh, which was huge. And American hadn't won there in a long time, and and he was um, able to to win. Uh, he was a silver medalist in um, you know representing the United States uh, in in um, uh, the Olympics, and then he came back the following year and went fourth, where he like passed like. 13 people in the second half of the marathon to like muscle his way up to fourth place. It was one of the greatest, I mean, it was the, like the greatest fourth place finish I've ever seen in the history of marathon. It was like amazing. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's just, uh, he's been a stalwart and, uh, you know, in the, in the running, um, and running marathon and for a long time. And, and he's 42 years old and he will be on our podcast. Oh yeah. We just don't know when yet. Universe. We're putting it out there hey, to you. Ma'am. <laughs> hey ma'am. <laughs> we'll Come show. on our podcast. <laughs> na, na, na. Actually, one of the things that they Make said was better. <laughs> one of the things that they said was that he is the most, you know, one of the most gracious elite athletes. You know, just the way he said hello to us when we were running along the Charles River that day. But like, you know, how tiring it must be for him. Like leading up to the race, just all week, he's kind of like an ambassador. He is an ambassador for mm-hmm. the sport, and he never turns down uh, a picture. He never turns down. You know, he's always gracious to say hello and he does events he does events with kids in elementary schools in new york the week of and like that's a true role model that's such a great great thing and you know none of not to say that they have it easy but none of the other uh elites really have to do some of those things and he embraces it and and he knows you know what's what's good and and he'll run more but just not um train and run at that pace and i could probably see him running like you know some middle of the pack like having fun type of thing and you know i i, I would assume maybe at some point he does something like that but he's uh he's he's great he's um he's uh he's a true role model and uh amazing to think that uh I mean, I remember when he was, when I was in high school, he was in high school and he was like running the, then it was the Kinney um, Shoes big cross country event. Now it's Foot Locker. And uh, I remember him like, you know, being like a top contender back then. You know, we're the same age. He's a little bit quicker than I am. A you guys are all like 15 years <laughs> older than I am, so that's fine. <laughs> kidding all right so one last thing before um before we get in we're going to talk a little bit today um we do have a topic we want to we want to share with you but speaking of role models and and men and and you know different things we do to give back um i noticed that there's something on your face brian (laughs) there's uh there's if i know you can't see him but he's got this just like dirt or something on his upper lip and i know it's november what's today's date i think it's it the is 5th? november 5th right now okay. and um this is something you know brian's got a um brian's got a group called dad with dad's what's up like get it like you dad's it. what's up dad's what's up and um it really about giving back and bringing awareness and supporting men because a lot of you know there's a lot of things with fitness out there with women and october with breast cancer and things like that so um I think Brian, you need to tell everyone what what the deal is so I've with got, this. I've got five days of growth in between my nose and and uh, my mouth. It's uh, you know oh, so that's what that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. I'm all grown up now. I got it. So um, for the month of Mo- uh, November, uh, there's a foundation out there called Movember, Movember, um, and where they you know they try to inspire people to raise uh, awareness for men's health. Um, their main causes that they look at are are. Um, uh, colon cancer, uh, I believe pancreatic cancer, um, but also suicide awareness. Um, you know, the, what it is, is like on average, men die six years sooner, earlier than women, right? And they, you know, they're one of the things, six years is a big chunk of life. So, you know, one of the things that they just want to do is just bring awareness to, um, to, to um, men's health and their pink ribbon, so to speak, is the mustache because it's a very manly thing to do i would totally grow a mustache <laughs> but it just doesn't happen no it doesn't happen so i am Seriously, with you so, in spirit good so this is like something that we can you know that we can that we can do for men right this is men and we can do something that you know that um you know christine's right women are fantastic with a cause right give them a cause and they're on it my Boy Scout son is supposed to sell popcorn, and it's like, ah, all right, you know, the popcorn, all the stuff. Girl Scouts, forget it. They're hound dogs. They, they're like barracudas out there. They uh, they sell you those cookies, and they're very good with it. And I think it's something that's, you know, and, and the 
pink ribbons and all these things. Women are fantastic with the cause. I mean, that's no secret. Men, not so much. You know, we wear these masks of masculinity that uh, that really keep us from, um, uh, you know, maybe possibly keep us, or, you know, cause us to die a little bit sooner than, than others. So we Why do. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that men? I mean, you said masculinity, things like that. Why? Why? Why is that? Because I feel like if if I gave you know if I gave you an incentive, like let's use that popcorn thing, you sell hundred yeah. boxes of popcorn, you will get X, Y, and Z. No, they why? do. They do that. It, but <laughs> in general, even what I just I'm curious. That's something that I'm. I, I, I you know I think it's uh, if you have the answer. Men, anyone. Are, men are from Mars and women are from Venus, um, or something. Uh, but you know I think that it. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that that men internalize just about everything, and it's not a real um, common thing for have a man to talk about his feelings or to talk about be open with anything in anyone in life, even their spouses, even their spouses for the fear of being looked at as maybe less than what they're supposed to be, you know? And I think that a lot of that, um, you know, we're, we're less likely to get checkups, like, you know, even the movement to have mammograms and, and, you know, we're, uh, um, you know, other things that, that women have to do at certain ages and time, you know, they're, they're almost like, um, it's almost accepted. I want to say all those slogans yeah, now and everything. Sure. Whereas you tell a man that he's got to have his colon looked at, yeah. and it's like, <laughs> I would rather <laughs> die, and you which know, and some which is sad, you know, because it's a medical procedure, and we should all have them done. I mean, even getting blood There's work done. It's not a colon month, correct? No. We should start that. Well, I think that that's kind of what what's going on here, and and with the move, move is you know they also. Um, inspire people to move, um, you know, to do a little bit more movement and you can actually set goals either for miles or walking or, or some sort of movement goal. And, and, um, there's a whole page, uh, or a whole website. Uh, it's, it's, you probably see people walking around this month without even knowing it with mustaches. And, uh, I've done it, uh, for two years now. And, uh, you know, there's, there's pretty cool cause they have like, you know, little, um, promotional like a uh, uh, um, picture and it's like the different styles and there's the there's the trucker and there's the the box car and there's the uh, the magician mustache and there's you know there's all sorts of different things like that so uh, my theme on um, dad's what's up uh, my my facebook page is all about mustaches and men's health and uh you know i've actually got a page that you can donate to through um the movember foundation and uh, i'll post that on the uh on the facebook page as well because uh it's fun it's fun i say i i moved the party to that space between my lip and my nose for the month of november and uh and you know it's uh it's it's good my wife hates it um you know i'm not a big fan of the mustache either right awkward but i think what we should do is brian will we'll take a picture each week take a picture and Done. that'll be on the two fit crazies page as I'm well do that anyway. we'll do the um the progression of right. the mustache so the other thing that's really cool is that all the theme for the exercises so like if you go onto the dad's what's up facebook page or you know and, and there's a pinned post and there's activities that you can do each month and I call them adventures. I, you know, people are like, oh, this month's challenge. And challenge is like, it's just like so fun. Make like, it fun. Yeah, it's adventure. an adventure, right? It's an adventure. So, you know, it's not like, you know, challenge. People are like, ah, I don't even want to look at it. I don't, you know, like, you know, it's enough to, to, to kind of walk away. It, look, it's an inviting place. It's fun. And like all the adventures for this month are, are you know, named after famous mustached people. There's the, there's the Tom Selleck. There's the, uh, there's the Goose Gossage. There's the Ron Burgundy. Yes. There's the, uh, the Lionel Richie. Um, there's, uh, so it's just, it's fun. And, you know, like one of the things I try to do is get people like involved in their own community. So uh, they're, you know, they're the, the adventure for the month is to go watch a high school sporting event. You know, that's a prime time for, football playoffs and soccer playoffs and field hockey playoffs and my favorite is cross-country running and all the state championships are coming up usually depending on where you are in the country you know it should be right about now and uh so i call that one the dr james naismith uh who's the inventor of basketball who had a very sporty mustache um and uh the uh, maslow is the uh, psychologist so i asked the people to kind of figure out why they would want to improve their health and you know it's just a cool little page that that's that's fun and people do stuff and they post on it and uh, we've got two people that uh, are members of the 
tribe that are uh, uh, running New York today as we speak. And, uh, you know, so it's just a fun little thing. Plug away. But it's awesome. <laughs> it and is fun. I, I just wanted to make sure, you know, there's yeah. there's people that could be role models and people that, you know, are really out there in, you know, in the public eye. Yeah. Um, like we talk about Meb and we think he's, you know, as of right now, he's he's pretty pristine in yeah. our eyes. Right. Um, but he's our buddy. Yeah. He'll you know, we can't wait to, to get him and hang out with him a little more. But um, but again, what Brian's doing with, you know, just raising awareness in a local kind of a local arena and hopefully spreading that out. The same thing we're doing with our podcast that totally, you know, we, we are very, uh, yeah, we're crazy, but if you like, if you like the podcast, you like that, the, right. that page. Yeah. And it's two things that I said to, you know, I, I just wanted to, uh, we can make this fun and like we can have fun and I, the f- podcast is fun and dad's what's up is fun. And, uh, you know, it's just like a cool little thing. And, and, you know, I've had people run their first half marathons this, this, uh, this fall. And there's a couple of people that are want to run a half marathon. So I'm going to put a little group together. We're going to do some training just online stuff. You don't have to be around from around here, um, you know, and run a local, you know, for the, for the springtime and, you know, just something to kind of shoot for and to raise awareness and say, Hey dudes, you know, we can be healthy and, and, uh, and, and, and stay on this earth a whole lot longer. And hopefully they'll be doing some plyometric and hit training in their yeah. marathon training as well. Absolutely. So, yeah. All that. Oh, it's every day I'm having these conversations. Well, what do you mean you don't? Hey, you know what? Each his own. I heard that a lot after the episode eight. How does she run that fast without doing it? I said, I don't know, but I want to try it. I don't know. But if I hear one more person, my hip, my knee, my butt, well, sure. all you do is run. Let's work those planes. I think I, I posted that the other you day did. on social media. Good luck, everyone, with your running. If you don't work on your three different planes, not that you're going to get hurt, but you need to be strong all sure. over your body. All over. Everywhere. Not just those primary movers. So, um couple things we want to definitely touch upon today just for a little bit um, that we think is is important and we hear this a lot which is one of the reasons why Brian does the dad's what's up some of the reasons why you know I do things in the fitness industry as well and and we both work with clients and we work with a lot of people who like we say they may be broken they may be ill um, they really may not be a hundred percent in the mental game and excited about themselves whether they have um, really feeling bad about themselves. They don't have a lot of confidence. They don't walk into a room with their shoulders back and exude that energy that, that draws people in. And those are the people we love to work with. Yes. And the, one, of the, one of the things that we always hear is that we know what to do. We're supposed to do this and this and this and eat this and work out, but we don't have time. Time. And this is probably one of many that we're going to talk about time, but there's a few things we thought, especially with the holidays approaching, um, we're going to, we'll talk, I think more as the holidays get closer, how to survive the holidays. Absolutely. And that's huge. And every single holiday season, I think we should revisit this because the holidays are tough. Um, they're stressful as much as they're magical and wonderful. They are absolutely stressful. You may be dealing with, you know, shopping and presents and family and cooking and traveling. And so on top of all the other stresses that you have in your life with your job and taking care of the day to day, you now have all of these other things and you're supposed to take care of your fitness and your health and mentally it's a challenge. So we've talked about this before that if you say you don't have time, if you don't have 10 minutes even then it means you should probably be investing 20 minutes or 30 minutes because right. that's how important right. it is. And It's like the old thing with meditation where it's, uh, you know, uh, everybody should meditate for 10 minutes a day unless you don't think you have enough time, in which case you should do it for 20. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> and fitness is 90% mental. So when you sit here and say, I don't have time, I'm so stressed, you're going to have to find some time. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing but that's, that's hard. very tricky. It's very easy. You know, it's, it's, it's easy for us to say, well, make the time, you know, and, and, and things. And one of the things that I do mostly on the health coaching um, side of things, because, you know, as a trainer, we 
block out an hour's worth of time or whatever. And, right. you know, that's when you're going to come and see me and that's when you're going to exercise. And that's when, you know, you're going to, we're going to get things done and you kind of have that appointment and that is your time and that's set aside. But, you know, that's not every day. Uh, you know, that's not even, you know, so that's maybe once a week at most, you know, twice a week or whatever. Um, you know, that, that that's when that time is kind of allotted, but it's, it's all the rest of the time, you know, everything that we have to do, I hear it so much. I don't have, I don't know how, I don't have the time. Well, what are you doing? Well, I'm working a lot, right? Or my family, or, you know, I, I, you know, I work two jobs because, you know, whatever, um, you know, there's just all these things that, that absorb our time. And, for me, I mean, I look at it from one say and say, listen, if you don't have time to take care of your health, then you don't have time to take it. You don't have time for anything else. Like there's one purpose on this life, you know, in this world is to kind of take care of your own health so that you can stay on it a whole lot longer and live a long, healthy life. Right. So but people get sidetracked with things. People get sidetracked starting right away with schoolwork and homework and practices and things like that. I mean, these are like elementary type of, of issues that. I can even see in my kids that they they don't have as much time, you know, set aside for, um, you know, for for exercise or or health. Um, You know, maybe the practices they do are very active and they're running around like crazy with that. But you kind of get what I'm saying. There's not necessarily um, it's not time that's really built in early and then forget it once we get into college years and I'm writing papers and I'm doing all these things you know maybe I played some sports in high school or whatever so that was my activities and my time there but even those are budgeted right those that time is budgeted into into the into the schedule because of of practice time and that you know I go to school Mm -hmm. and then I go to practice and then I do my heart you know and everything's kind of balanced out like that and then once the real world hits it's something that goes away you know it's something that people are either extremely driven or they you know they take their jobs and they try and maximize everything you know right away and and you know a casualty of that is is their health it happened to me um you know it happened badly to me uh so you know it's, it's one of those things that I hear all the time there's three things I hear. I don't know where to start. Um, I don't have enough time and um, gyms and training and things like that are expensive. It's one of the reasons why I made the Dad's What's Up page. Those are the three things I want to knock and out. And you're absolutely right. Those yeah. three things are the things it's that... the truth. And when we talk to people, people would say, and this has happened to me before, Christine, you need to, if you really wanted to do something, you'd find the time. And it's interesting because 50% of that is right. is, okay, I probably could find some sort of time. But the other part is, do I really want to do it? Right. And that's that's the thing. Does it work for me? And sometimes when we talk about fitness, it doesn't have to be going out for a three-hour run. That we're not asking you to find three hours. Right. Can you find 20 minutes? Instead of eating lunch and going out, I mean, this was huge. Instead of eating lunch, can you take a walk? Right. Because that's fitness. You don't have to go for a you know, kill yourself on a rowing machine for 20 minutes, a walk. You don't even have to change your clothes. Go out and walk in the fresh air. Take deep breaths. There right. you go. Adding that in twice a week. There's so many, there's so many different ways. And I think wow. that the thing that, yeah, the wow. thing, the thing that, that really comes to me is that each and every person that I, that I work with is unique. Their schedules are unique. Their sleeping is unique. Some are night owls. Some are morning people. Some, you know, work different hours, and some their kids have different schedules. And there's all these different things. So there isn't really a cookie cutter answer to me saying you, you know, this or that. You know, some people might not have that lunchtime. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. to, to maybe they only get a limited time. Uh, you know, for for lunch. I know my wife's a school teacher, and it's like the, the, her. You know, it's like bang, she's got to eat. And sometimes she's grading papers, and you know, and it's right. like there's just, there's really some things that. Are different for everybody. So I don't have a stock answer to f- help you find your time. The thing that we work on is 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 really looking at at the schedule and and really just trying to examine it how we can budget it. Time is a commodity, right? Time is a commodity. Time is a commodity just the same as money is. If we were overspending our money in certain areas, we would look at it and say, okay, we need to pull it back there. You know, we would budget. If we were spending it on fruitless things that really aren't going to pay a return on this investment, this time, you know, this money, we would say that's a waste of money, right? We would say we might look at at, at things like, um, you know, I hate to really 
adjust people's careers and things like that because it's a delicate point. Who am I to say? Right. You know, I mean, there's I'm not paying your bills. But I think that when we look at things, we do have the time that is necessary to live a healthier life. Whether it's here or there or all over here or all over there, these are just kind of things that we can that we can do. Meal prep is another thing, you know, like like people say, I don't have time to eat healthy healthily. So we can kind of work all these things out. We can't do it if we don't examine it. We can't do it if we don't try and really sit down and budget this time. I do a lot of my exercising very early in the morning because that's when my household is still asleep. Uh, And that's when I can get it in and I can guarantee that it's going to get in. And if I don't do it early in the morning, then there's a good chance that it's not going to happen because once I get into the day, it's unpredictable. Anything could happen. You know, just last week we had to pick up one of the kids at school. He wasn't feeling well. After Halloween, um, I might add, uh, he might have snuck some things into his uh, lunch bag, neither here nor there. So, you know, our time, are we spending it wisely? Okay. I hear all the time from people that they are snacking here and there and they're eating like their kids' little snacks. And they're, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll take the, the Cheez-Its, the Cheez-Its, I don't know why, but Cheez-Its are like, they're goldfish. You have a major issue with Cheez-Its. No, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily, it's just the one thing that I always hear yeah. because I think it's a common thing that people feed kids, whatever. So like there's a bowl of Cheez-Its laying around and, and a, a parent will, will grab it and, and eat it right. and, and, you know, and here and there. And I said, well, what, what, you know, what is it with that? And they'll say, it really adds up, you know, a little here and a little there really adds up. And I said, well, how can we flip that? Right? What else would really add up if we did a little here and a little there? Right? Some meal prep, some exercise, things that we think that we don't necessarily have time for. I have people that, especially starting out, that when there are, um, there, I work with some, you know, specific population that some of them are very overweight. Some of them are very unhealthy. Some of them have not exercised maybe ever in their lives and they've got a bad bill of health and they need to make improvements or else it's really, you know, they're, they're not going to live a whole lot longer. So I'll ask them, do you watch TV? And they'll say, yes, you know, because it's a population that watches a lot of TV and uh, I'll say, uh, you know, what do you like? You know, we'll get in a conversation about what they like. And I say, okay, well, you know, baseball games and, or, or shows, sitcoms, mm-hmm. whatever. I said, does that have commercials? And they say, yeah, of course. I said, okay. When the commercial comes on, I want get you to get up. up. Get up. Do some high knees. Just walking. Walking, high knees, like whatever. I said, when the show comes by, go sit down, you know. Go sit down. Or I'll say, or, you know, maybe say, start with one push up not necessarily to that population but anybody start with one and then usually they'll say well, i'm not doing just one i'm gonna do f- 10 because you know i'm i'm the wimp or you know especially the men the macho the macho mask they put on the macho mask i tell them to do one they do 50 you know it's because yeah, yeah well you know so, it's uh so you know it's a little little trick but uh um you know so if if we can get them to do just a little something here and there uh and and then it, it'll you know eventually it kind of snowballs and those things just like the cheese it's and it adds up. You told me I didn't tell you, it adds up. It can add up. Um, one of my favorites is uh, Greg McMillan is a great running coach. He's got a pretty um, heavy online presence and he coaches professional runners. He's out of Flagstaff, Arizona. He's got the McMillan running calculator. So like if you were, he's got a, this calculator that everybody uses to kind of determine the times that they should run in different races. So like if I run a 5K in 20 minutes, that was the equivalent of a, you know, 320 marathon or something like that. I just like saw that. that on my Garmin that it has yeah. a predictor I found predictor, the other day. Yeah. So it's we'll cool. talk about that yeah, later. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's, it's, so it's cool. But one of the things that he does is he tells people, his athletes, his runners, high end professional runners he says um get dressed standing up put your socks on put your pants on put your socks on put your, you know underwear everything standing up oh yeah right so right so what are we doing if we're standing up putting one sock on Balance. we're standing on one foot we're balancing flexibility yeah we're, we're balancing we're really solidifying those small muscles in our foot and our ankle it's so important to runners right so if it takes us five minutes to do that each day, we're stealing five minutes of fitness, right? We're stealing five minutes of strength training. 
And, you know, compact. Don't get hurt, anybody. <laughs> no, but look, you know, obviously with, with reason, you know, if you have to hold on to something with one hand. It's interesting. I wouldn't have thought that. But look, what are we doing? Right? We're, Tricking uh, ourselves. We're, but we're, we're really making the best out of our time. Mm-hmm. We're going to get dressed anyway. Right? We're going to get dressed anyway. Um, you know, the other thing, you know, it's, that's just a one small thing because compound that over a week. Compound that over a month. Compound that over a training cycle of four months. You know, these are little things that they're doing that might actually be the difference of, you know, of minutes or in a race. Or if not, it's just like a little sophistication to a training program that you might not get if you just go out and run and then throw your sneaks away and, you know, and and just go get dressed and go to work. There's something to be done there. Um, Meal prep. uh, One of the things that I always say to to, to really... um, uh, you know, maximize our time. Uh, one of my favorites is is cook once, eat twice, right? Who doesn't like leftovers? Right. Right? Cook enough so you don't have to cook again. Cook enough so you don't have to cook like two times down the road, right? Uh, you know, there's cook something that you can maybe um, put over rice one night or, you know, put in a tortilla crock the pot. next night. Yeah, crock pots are fantastic for it. Um, you know, so, so like those are just kind of things that we can do to – and if you do that, well, maybe we have now some more time to exercise, right? So we're kind of working on all of these things. Um, it's just some simple things, 10 minutes, a 10-minute walk, right? Probably more beneficial for your brain than anything. So if your brain's working well, your body's going to work a little bit better, and you're going to probably have fine – if your brain's working better, you're going to find that time that you think you don't have, Um all sorts of things. I mean, it's just, um, I mean, I see people running at their kids' soccer practices and things like that, you know? You don't have to stand there and watch Johnny or Jill kick the ball, uh, you know, every time. You know, do a little something for yourself. Um, you know, it's, it's uh, no, one will, no one will think you, they, that you're weird. And if they do, they're probably not people you want to hang out with anyway. I love it. I love it. I, and again, like we said, fitness and nutrition is 90% mental. And you have to be in it. And again, taking care of your body only starts after you take care of your mind. And many people, again, we work with are unhealthy or completely stressed out because of different things going on in their lives. So if work is going to be a stress, which it is for many, I don't know what the percentage is of that, but work is very stressful. And you have to have something in your life that you can really work on your mind and take a moment. Like Brian said, go for a walk. I mean, we're big advocates of going for a run to clear your mind. That's, you know, I come back from a run and Brian does too. And you are like a new person. We've solved world problems <laughs> after running. And I was talking to um, someone yesterday. Said, who was, I'm going to grow a mustache. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> for real. <laughs> I love it. There's a, there's a woman I was talking to yesterday, um, a good friend. She's going to run her first marathon in a couple of weeks. And this is someone who never imagined would run before and have been, you know, working out with her for the last couple of years and coming to classes and just formed a friendship. And, you know, I turned to her and I was like, who are you? Right. Like you are, you're running, you're, what'd you do today? Oh, I did like 10 miles. I'm like, right. Who? Just like 10 miles as if it was almost nothing. I mean, that's a really big deal. When they say just and, 10 miles. Yeah. Like just, 10, oh, your yeah, marathon training. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the, the, the difference. And, you know, I was saying to her, I said, I can't wait for you to run this race. And they're like, oh my gosh, this is so scary. I said, I can't wait for the change in perspective that you are going to have after completing something like this, something you didn't think you can do, something you didn't think you had the time to do or put in. And they were saying, oh, I, I definitely didn't get as many runs in or, or I could have done this or I could. I said, that's life. Yeah. We all could have. We all could possibly, we all should have. I said, but you know what we're going to do? We're going to do the best we possibly can with what we have. And if you don't have three hours to go out and run, then then do something for an hour. You don't have an hour, you got 30 minutes. You know, 30 minutes, give me a commercial break right. on the television. And do a couple push-ups. What if you found 10 push-ups a day? I've been, I've been working with kids a whole bunch um, again. And one of the questions we were asking the kids was that, who thinks that they could find 10 more minutes in their day to add some movement. 
we look at the hands and, and not everyone's hands go up. And I said, what is it, kids? Like, is it, do you guys have so many jobs and kids to take care of? Is that what is going on? And <laughs> Busiest like, people in the world, know. right? We're just, we just don't want to. And I said, well, okay, well, let's, how many people think that you would be healthier if you did put in an extra 10 minutes and everyone's hand goes up? And, you know, we're like, well, what do you think that would do for you? And like, oh, it would get us moving and it would maybe make us feel a little better. You're damn right. It's yeah. going to make you feel better. Not just your body's going to feel better, but your mind's going to feel better. Totally. All those hormones that get released and you will feel better. So once you, again, Brian and I want you to find just something little that we're not asking you to go out and run a marathon or, you know, be an NFL quarterback. We're not asking that. We're asking you to take just a little bit, little baby steps, just baby steps. The next right thing. That's, That's it. it. Add one extra glass of water per day. How about that? I mean, it's, it's just the next right thing. I mean, there's, there's a, there are actually there, there are millions of things. I mean, parking farther away from the, the supermarket, bang. I mean, you get extra steps, and people are, you know, really uh, obsessed with these steps nowadays. I got uh, such a good one. You ready? Yeah, go. All right. So, I know Brian must have things like this that I do too. Like you said, parking farther away. Um, I never take the escalator at an airport. Never. And I travel a lot. Yeah. I will take my carry-on bag that may be super heavy in my backpack, and I'm up the stairs like, I got this. So I'm like out of breath at the airport. By the time I get to, and there's like eight other stairs. In hotels, if I'm within four floors, I always take the stairs. Oh, yeah. What, I race what my kids. I let the kids take the do? elevator, and I race up the stairs. What other weird fun. things do you do? You've got to have some of these. These yeah. are our tricks. The moving, the Always moving walkway. The I try and race the people on the moving walkway and yeah. see how fast I can power walk <laughs> through the airport. That's another one. Oh man! So is the Wonder Woman costume in the carry-on bag, or is it <laughs> being worn at the time that you're racing people through the airport? <laughs> I've never worn it, but that is an option. That is something to think about as well. No, I, you know, I, I think that the, the small things I do, I, I, you know, I, I set, I set timers to try and the stretch, uh, you know, throughout the day, especially if I'm sitting and typing and things like that a lot, you know, I, I'll set up, there's a little internet timer, uh, you know, that, that'll pop up and, you know, buzzes and I get it and I just touch my toes and I do a squat and I, you know, sit back down. It's as simple as that. I yeah. Stand, a stand lot that's more. good. Um, you know, things that, that I have people do and I think I've even discussed this on on it on the podcast is that um I let things that happen naturally and things that happen occur all the time in life to become cues to um drop your shoulders pull your shoulders back take a deep breath think of something positive um you know you can do all these things throughout your day so people that sit at a desk a lot and work uh desk jobs and things like that I say how often do you look down at that little uh, clock in the corner of the computer screen and they say all day i said they probably do it you know seven times an hour ten times an hour they just keep constantly all day i said next time you look at it let it be a, a cue to take a deep breath let it be a cue to take a positive thought let it be a cue to pull your shoulders back you know whatever so you know or or, or stack your head up on your on your shoulders because a lot of times when they're typing their shoulders are rolled their heads you know leading the way as far as their posture and you know it's, it's terribly unhealthy um you know or uh get up and walk to the bathroom and come right back so try, every yeah. every 15 minutes well, my trick with that is you know you have a water cooler okay go and fill it uh you know every hour at least just top off if you're drinking from a bottle. Just get up, walk over to the water cooler, top it off. And my trick with that is that eventually they're walking two places. They're walking to the water cooler and to the bathroom. There you go. So, you know, there's a, yeah, yeah. So um, we're, uh, I'm a Houdini. We get them to do, the, you know, these things, whether they like it or not. Um, and the other thing is uh, traffic lights. People that drive a lot, right? Or, you know, salesperson that, or, um, you know, I work with some people. One's a farmer rep and um, she's in the car all the time. And, you know, I said, you get to a lot of stop signs? She says, yeah. I said, what do you do? She says, usually look at my phone, you know, like, you know, one of these unhealthy things that, that we kind of are obsessed with these days. I said, you get stuck at a traffic light, take a deep breath, you know, and and see how you feel. I bet you won't feel worse. I do the, um, I sit up a lot and pull in the stomach because, totally. you know, if you have good posture, it means that you're 
engaging all your muscles in your shoulders and your chest and your core and you actually burn more calories because you lighten that up and it, you burn at least over 100 calories if you have good posture throughout the day. Right. Bam. So good one. if you're stuck at work <laughs> and there's things going on, you know, don't let what you can do get in the way of what you can't do. Don't let what you can't do get in the way of what you can do. That's what it is. Show me what you can do. Don't tell me what you can't. That's exactly. what I say. Exactly. For real. For so, real. you know, it's, uh, I, it, again, just time as a commodity, using it wisely, not, you know, flitting it away. I was going to say pissing it away. Oh, yeah. Family podcast. I already but, ruined it last yeah, time. We're good. <laughs> fine. So, like, look, and here's the other thing. Here's the other thing with this commodity, right? Time is the only commodity that we have that we get it all up front. We don't get any more. We can make more money, right? We don't get any more time. So we've got to use what we, you know, what we have, which, you know, is, is uh, y- you know, we have to use it to help us, benefit us. There's nothing more valuable than our health. We probably have a lot of listeners that already know this. You know, yeah. they're already tuning in. They're already in tune with what's going on and they're doing it. But, uh, you know, the, those people, autom- I know, I'm sure without without even thinking about it, I've heard just like you and I have heard that, oh, I can't do what you do. I don't have enough time, you know. And so it, it, we do. We just have to find it. No we one to, has enough yeah. time. We could all use more time. I got jobs and jobs and I got three kids and a wife and she's got things to do. And it, it's it's hard. It's hard. I'm not saying that this it's is for like. for real. Yeah. It's, this is hard. It's the real Life world. Life is hard. Yeah. We stop being nice and we start getting real. We get it. We get it. We don't have servants that live at our house and, and you know, clean everything right. for us and, you know, and prepare dinner. And life is hard and we're tired. And, right. you know, and we are all just doing the best that we can possibly do every day. Right. And if we can go to bed and say, you know what, I gave it my best and maybe I could have done this or this or this, but you are doing the best that you can do. But all we want is to help you be a little bit more healthy right and if we can do that then we are very happy people right i agree very happy so i think that's a wrap i think we did this thing yeah i did we made the most of our time we did today we did we talked so, marathon we talked yeah. talk commodity we talked health we talked uh you know just about anything even, even got my mom a little plug yeah, on there for I'm being so such pumped. a total badass and running a marathon. Seriously, like that. yeah, it's amazing. It's really amazing. Really amazing. I'm gonna post that article. Be sure to read it. Do it's, that, uh, and also we're gonna post the pictures of Brian's mustache as it progresses throughout <laughs> the month. We'll do that. So definitely check out um, the websites, um, the Facebook page of Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone. Um, check out Dad's What's Up. Yeah. Get Hashtag. It. Get it. Dad's What's Up. Get all one it. word. All together. I love it. And um, yeah, we're going to be having some more guests coming on. We've got a literally a laundry list of guests that high profile. And Meb, we didn't put you on that list, but we're going to be adding you. We just haven't found that connection yet. So we'll get there. Open ended invitation. Yeah. Anytime you call us up, we'll bring the flux capacitor right to you. Now that you're retired. Yeah. More time. time. You got time. Talked with us. Love it. Meb Klaveski. (laughs) All right. Thank you, everybody. We'll be. Uh, hope you listen to it, and uh, we'll we'll, we'll uh, talk to you soon. So it's Christine Conti and Brian Prendergast, and we are two fit crazies and the microphone. We're where it's at. Thank you very much.